0: Hey guys, what is going on? We are going to start our menstrual cycle series. So today we're specifically going to go over how our menstrual cycle works, and then we'll dive into some imbalances later this week, as well as how we can help ourselves. Okay, so why are we focusing on this? Well, I know a lot of us have PMS symptoms, so maybe we have bloating, we're moody, um, heavy bleeding, irregular periods, really bad cramps, cramps that wrap around the stomach, feeling nauseous and getting headaches, things like that. Um, These are what we are going to touch on later this week. And what I wanna go over today is really just understanding what goes on during this menstrual cycle. Um, And once we have a better understanding of this, we perhaps then can understand how to address this, okay? So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, drop them below in the comments and I will get back to you. I appreciate it so much and give this a like if you like it and if it's helpful to you. Okay, so we have hormones, we all know this. We have natural hormones. Our body produces our hormones naturally. Birth control controls our hormones synthetically. And then also we can have environmental Exotogens is what um, they can be called, where externally we absorb these things and they can mimic our hormones and create a domino effect of producing certain hormones, creating an imbalance. Um, So our genetics can play a factor, our behaviors, our environment, our food, our supplementation all play a role in how this domino effect happens. So today we're going to go over, like I said, understanding how our menstrual cycle works. So we have different phases. We have our menstruation phase, our follicular phase, our ovulation phase and our luteal phase. Now, hang in there with me. We're just going to go over a couple hormones here that play a role in our menstrual cycle. On average, as you guys probably already know, our menstrual cycle is 28 days. Okay? Day 1 is technically when we start our menses, when we start bleeding, okay? So, our first phase we're going to is going to be called the follicular phase. This is when estrogen and progesterone decrease. So those are two big players in our um, menstrual cycle, estrogen and progesterone. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this. When this decreases, this stimulates what's called our FSH, our Follicular Stimulating Hormone. Now, in that FSH, in this word, it says what it's going to do. It's going to stimulate and produce a follicle which preps us for ovulation. So our pituitary gland actually releases this FSH hormone, FSH hormone, (laughs) to then produce this follicle to again, like I just said, prep for ovulation. So we have then our ovulation phase that starts. This typically starts on day 14, okay? That's very well known. Day 14, ovulation starts. When this happens, we have in short, okay, this follicle begins to form. Um, there's an increased estrogen from this follicle or these follicles that begin to mature. Okay, we're going to prepare our uterine lining for the baby to come for pregnancy. So thickening of the uterine lining, I'm sure that's something common that a lot of you guys may be you know, familiar with. This happens in the ovulation phase and then When estrogen peaks during this time, it stimulates LH, so the luteinizing hormone, which is kind of cool because this then um, stimulates the production of progesterone, okay? This progesterone prepares the uterine lining even more so. So it thickens it even more so, makes it nice and cushy because that's where the baby's going to be going, and it's going to create some nice vascularity there too. So now the uterine lining is very thick, the LH hormone is going to then drop into the luteal phase, okay? So all these hormones are kind of named after what it's going to do. In the luteal phase, what happens is the uh, follicle ends up rupturing. Um, It then releases progesterone and estrogen to prepare then again for pregnancy like I just said. Um, The uterine line is thickened. Now when this happens, we're either going to have an increase in estrogen and progesterone, which means we are pregnant, or this is very common And what birth control does is keeps those a little uh, risen, the estrogen and progesterone risen, because it's faking our body into thinking we are pregnant, so we do not get pregnant. And if we're not pregnant, what happens is our estrogen and progesterone drops down and then menses occurs. And then the whole thing starts all over again. So as this estrogen and progesterone increases, decreases, they stimulate certain hormones to then release other things. You see how maybe, as I say a lot, that it's always a domino effect. And this is a great example of how when you have a decrease in estrogen and progesterone, it then stimulates our pituitary gland to um, release the FSH. The FSH then creates the ovulation and it's just a big, literally, cycle. It goes and goes and over and over again. Now, when problems occur, that means we have imbalances in these hormones due to external stressors, maybe past birth control use, Um, just a plethora of things that build up over time. And so with these hormones, they of course make us feel certain things, (laughs) right? So um, estrogen is a big one. Um, You guys know, may know that um, that that's unique in females where it's higher. Um, It comes, you know, it develops our breasts, pubic hair. It increases our libido, lubes up our joints, actually. It helps our mental state which is huge Um, it's produced in our ovaries right that's what we just went over ovaries primarily our adrenal glands and also our fat tissue okay so i will go over you can see then how obesity may play a role then in an increase in estrogen dominance which can create problems down the road for things like our periods as well as other Things now, progesterone, another you know key player in our menstrual cycle, is big on calming, decreasing anxiety, and also it can be converted in the adrenal glands into cortisol. So um, that that those two things are huge. Those two hormones are huge. That we want to be balanced out. They kind of counterbalance each other. Um, within our menstrual cycle and in general, okay? So that is all in all, we got our four phases, our menstruation, follicular phase, ovulation and luteal phase. What I just went over is very basic. I wanted you guys to understand the influx of estrogen progesterone the decrease in that and then how the uterine lining plays a role in our menstrual cycle because this will then help us understand the symptoms and signs that we have as we talk about this series uh, later this week. So let me know if you guys have any questions. Let me know if you want me to cover any topics and I will sure do that for you guys. Well, let me know. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later.